I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Y'all, if you missed it, Superbid.io launched on Wednesday, September 22nd. Superbid.io is a social platform for celebrities to convert moments of their lives into NFTs and sell them directly to their fan base. Instead of Instagram, people will have the option to go to superbed.io where their content is instantly monetizable. These NFTs include a wide range of possibilities, spanning from never-released images and videos to digital content with added physical components like real-life experiences and items. Superbed.io is raising the bar for NFT platforms, making it easily accessible for users of all backgrounds to acquire NFTs, not through just using cryptocurrency, but also with standard credit card payments. Make sure you go to superbed.io and check out their new NFT social platform. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, we talk about El Salvador. Get down to the truth. What is really going on there? That and other news coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, September 27, 2021. Wow, this year has gone by quickly. It's like consistently fall temperatures now in Cleveland area, 68, 72 degrees. It was like 80s and 90s, like only a couple weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're in the fall. This year has went by so fast. But I owe you a comment about my new show. The Well, it's not my new show, but the new show I'm watching. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called The Foundation. And I don't have actually much to say about it. I like the show so far. I think that I want to see it evolve. I want to see where it goes. It's only in episode two, but I feel that it's, it's pretty solid. Um, a little bit of unnecessary, you know, romance and drama and, you know, just, you know, kind of like, but you need that in a story. You do. It's not my thing. I think The Expanse does it the best, but I think the most interesting thing about The Foundation so far is people's, how people got butthurt about it. Because apparently, I've never read the books by The Foundation by Isaac Asimov, and apparently they've changed, you know, people's genders or colors or races within the TV show. And people are saying it's woke culture. Why are people doing that? Why are people changing the books? And that's the thing that I find the most interesting. I find it interesting because I've never seen people satisfied with a movie from the book because they have an expectation of what the movie should be because the movie played out in your head while you're reading the book. Like, you can never meet your expectations of what the book will look like on screen. I think that it's a very it's a very rare occurrence that everybody's happy. For example, one of my favorite books and favorite movies is Contact by Carl Sagan. In the book, it's so much in depth. It's so visual when it comes to, like, the end of the movie where they're going through the wormhole and you're flying through, like, the different civilizations and the different galaxies. And the sub-story of the billionaire and how he funds and his, like, enterprise and his character it's just not shown in the movie and it's disappointing that it's not but the movie's still good and i kind of feel that the foundation could be the same way i and dune is definitely going to have its criticisms and i think that people are going toward like this unreasonable expectation of what a movie should be instead of taking the movie as what it is the movie inspired by the book and that's what it should be i just find it completely interesting 
the comments on uh, IMDb or on Reddit about the foundation, and most ratings are good. Most ratings are between 8 and 10. But there's a lot of ones because they're like, well, you changed the gender of this character or you changed the race of this character. And I'm just like, who cares? Is the, is the show good or not? And, and that's, the, that's the key, in my opinion. If you disagree, please email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Also, if you remember, last week I asked you to email me about the Politico podcast. They were talking about crypto in it. And I was like, this sounds a little biased. And Tom emailed me and told me what he thought about it. And here's what Tom said. Tom said, overall, it seemed like a balanced critique from a crypto skeptical perspective. Definitely didn't sound like it was from a crypto advocate. She could have been responding to the comments about the criminal activity with the facts that the funds were all traceable or the news that major hacks have been recovered or the major crypto ramps are pretty regulated. She could have responded to the tax evasion issue by calling on Congress regulators to clarify the rules and make it easy to figure out how much you owe. But she kind of just let it slide, which to me made it feel like it was an endorsement of those points. Not the biggest fan of the pod, but I wasn't yelling at my phone like a drunk uncle screaming at cable news. <laughs> so it wasn't a total hatchet job. Thanks, Matthew. Keep up the great work. I listen to you almost every day. Tom. Tom, thank you for your opinion. I, I, I agree with you. And I wasn't the drunken uncle either, but I did see the bias. And I wish that they just probably flushed out a little bit more points, understood the hard work that's being put in by uh, crypto advocates and people in the space, and mentioned people that were running for office that are trying to be crypto or tech, or innovation advocates. That was not mentioned. Ah, that's enough of me rambling this morning. Let's get into those crypto prices and coin of the day. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin, $43,580, up 0.8% in 24. Ethereum's at $3,080, up 2.4% in 24. Cardano's down 2.3%. At $2.21, Tether's in the number four spot, and Binance Coin is at $346, up a half a percent. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, which is up 7.4% in 24, USDC, Polkadot, and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we're at $1.93 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.3%, and an F dominance of 18.7%. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. coin of the day today is mango markets ticker mngo ranked 234 on coin market cap its price today is 33.4 cents up 12.5 percent in 24 its current market cap is 334 million dollars its fully diluted market cap is 3.3 billion which means only 10 percent of the mango is in circulation where can you buy this mango well you can buy it on ftx gate.io Radium, Serum Dex, and Coin Benning. Most of the volume is on FTX with the Mango USD uh, pair. Uh, the volume on FTX is about 4.3 million. Next is Gate.io at 224,000. So most of your volume is on FTX. It's the place where you're going to buy your Mango. So what does Mango Markets do? Mango's tagline is long and short everything. Lightning fast, near zero fees, and permissionless. It's powered by Solana and Serum. Every market cross-collateralized. Don't sell, utilize. Mango provides markets with deep liquidity, spot margin, leverage derivatives, and risk management tools for traders all while earning interest on collateral. Completely permissionless. No KYC. No personal information held. All data is on-chain. Trade spot margin markets and leverage perpetual futures all cross-collateralized with up to 10x leverage. Basically, it's an exchange. 
that allows you to put your crypto in there, earn interest on your crypto, probably your mango, and trade your all these different products with leverage and yada, yada, yada for almost free. So that's what Mango Markets is. They say, get mangofied. <laughs> you know what? It, this is a proven use case already. So yeah, Mango is a thing. Uh, people are going to use it. Obviously, you don't want KYC AML. Obviously, if you want to earn interest, obviously, you want to make uh, use trade futures and derivatives. And this is a product that has a market. We understand that, especially since Binance is stopping a lot of its different futures and derivatives and leverage trading in different markets around the world. People are going to be looking for places to do that. Just because the product does not exist on like bigger exchanges doesn't mean that the people don't exist that want that product. And maybe that's why Mango Markets has been kind of on the rise lately. Nah, obviously, this is not financial advice or trading advice. I'm just saying that when you block things on certain places, people will look for it in different places. Is this the stop for them for these different financial trading products? Who knows? But the use case is proven. In our main conversation today, I had questions about El Salvador and the rollout of making Bitcoin legal tender. We see a lot of hype. We see a lot of FUD. Well, that's why I bring on my next guest, Novia Serrano, who is head of operations at BlockBank. Novia Serrano, head of operations at BlockBank. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I, I had to cut us off in our conversation before I started recording here because we we're going on and on and on about what's happening in El Salvador. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. El Salvador, the media is biased. The crypto media is all hype. The traditional media is all FUD. And I want to know the truth about what's happening in El Salvador. Let's start with the hype. Is everybody now gravitating toward Bitcoin? Is there 1 million users in their wallets? Is there retail investors taking Bitcoin as far as I can see in every store? <laughs> What's happening from the hype standpoint? No. Okay. So there is a point in the middle between the bot, people saying everyone, no one in El Salvador wants Bitcoin, but also not million, they want over 1 million people using already Bitcoin for the transactions. So it's the point in the middle. Um, if we go first with the hype, what has been claimed is that Chivo Wallet already has over 1 million users. But I would probably, I think the more, most accurate thing to say is that it has already one over 1 million downloads, which is completely different. One thing is that I download the application and I register and complete the KYC process. And another completely different thing is that I'm already using the app for daily purchases. This has been one of the major discussions, the, the fact that the government has claimed that it already has over 1 million users, uh, when what we can see is one million downloads. Okay, so the other thing is like we see that uh, Brock Pierce and whoever goes down to El Salvador just always takes pictures of Bitcoin accepted here and in Starbucks and in food places and in um, uh, convenience stores. Is everybody accepting Bitcoin now? And everybody's uh, everybody's excited about that? No, there's still a lot of uh, issues with integration. Every time I go to a place, I request if I can buy in Bitcoin just because I want to also see. Uh, how many companies are already using it and the majority would say they are still not prepared this also has to do because the chiva wallet has presented some issues and there are all also some doubts on where the information is going how is is this working on on terms of like are, are the transactions happening on blockchain or is, are these happening outside the blockchain or do they have a private record of these so there are there are still many doubts for the enterprises for the business people and they are still waiting 
to get more information to know how they will be operating. Yes, you can see some um, big chains, like for example, Starbucks or McDonald's, who had the implementation of Bitcoin since day one, which was very, very good given the little time, the short time they had. But if you go to the average commerce, you won't see this happening. People are still waiting on the Chiba wallet be, being fully functional. And this also adds up because most of the people don't know what applic- what wallet to use. And the one they are advocating is to the Chiba wallet. For example, one of these days, it, it went five hours without working. So you couldn't mm. even open the Chiba wallet. Mm. So if you, you have people actually going to the supermarket trying to use the $30, uh, the government is airdropping on, on the wallets and they couldn't pay they had hmm. some had to leave the things that they were taking because the application was not working i think it's the point in the middle not everyone is using it not all the companies are already prepared some are already um, working big chains mostly and also the companies that were already at bitcoin beach or had were already connected to the bitcoin beach wallet but i would say it's a point in the middle okay so there's other hype uh, and then other hype is well you know el salvador did it now all these other countries are going to start doing it too and everybody's calling el salvador for instructions and you're going to see panama you're going to see all kinds of different countries just lining up is is that also true we have seen an, an interest in the way that politicians have been very vocal about their interest in replicating what el salvador has done like you have this person in the congress of panama he actually mentioned they not only want to do Bitcoin, but also want to be open to cryptocurrencies. Then you also have Paraguay. You also have Mexico. And I think there will be a domino effect going in countries in Latin America because we can really beneficiate from this technology. We have big percentage of the population that is unbanked, and this could be life-changing for them if they can actually have their bank account from the mobile device and have access to traditional financial services. However, I think there there will be a time where everyone's waiting and looking at what happens in El Salvador, because this is an experiment. And there will be many flaws, many issues uh, that they need to solve. And we have observed this already with Achievo Wallet. It was like the day that the Bitcoin law was put into place, then the Achievo Wallet was not ready to download. So you have a few days where you they were going based on what mobile device you have, what company, like at first, if you had what way, then if you had another one, you also have the issues with the application not working, like stopping, not working for five hours, which is a very long time. People is expectant to see how El Salvador, people in Latin America are expecting to see how this experiment goes. And then they will be, they would have learned from the mistakes that we made. Now let's go to the FUD. And look, last week, a lot of pictures came out with of El Salvador streets and, you know, thousands of tens of thousands of people protesting and the Bitcoin law. This is what it said is people protesting the Bitcoin law where there are 10,000 people on the streets protesting this Bitcoin law. Thank you for that question, because as a Salvadorian, I think it's very important to tell the truth. And there's something that people outside don't understand that are the politics uh, happening here. So that dynamic needs to be understood in order to to give a meaning to these protests. People were not protesting against Bitcoin per se. They were protesting against the measures of the president, Nayib Bukele, that can that was changing the constitution, mm. which was one of the biggest issues that people had here because mm-hmm. you don't have re-election. And he was proposing that then you also had the Bitcoin law and also um, somewhere uh, 
you know, protesting against what they claim is uh, authoritarianism and dictatorship because he's controlling the Congress. It's he pretty much has like a lot of the power in the country. And another issue was the Bitcoin law. So saying that all the people were there because they were protesting against Bitcoin, that's incorrect because they were protesting against all these different measures that the government is taking. So which is very completely uh, different uh, story. And I was seeing this YouTuber who was claiming that, oh, look, all these people don't want Bitcoin. I'm seeing it with my own eyes because some were holding the signs of uh, Bitcoin, <laughs> no Bitcoin, but maybe one was there because of the Bitcoin, but others, they don't have an issue with Bitcoin, but they had issue with the president changing the constitution. So it was all these things that you wrapped into one. And the most thing that Salvadorians don't want is the article seven of the Bitcoin law, which states that it's an obligation. And having the Chivo wallet still with issues uh, also adds up on the fear that they have on these new cryptocurrency. Another thing that's been in the news, and the last thing I really want to ask you is, look, El Salvador bought the dip. So they 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 bought another 150 uh, Bitcoins added to their stash, which now they have, I think it's uh, something like, what, 700 Bitcoin? And I yes. think that that at the time, the seven, 150 Bitcoin that they bought was like 6.5 million US dollars. My questions are here. Who decides when El Salvador or the president can buy Bitcoin? Who controls the keys of Bitcoin? And then what's the process of buying the Bitcoin? Like, that's one thing in the weeks and months I've been you know, covering this story about you know, Bitcoin being legal tender in El Salvador. I have not heard one thing about the custodians, the multi-sig, the, the, the hardware wallets, or anything about the storage of the Bitcoin and who controls it. It's like the country is buying Bitcoin for the president himself or something. I have no clue. We don't know either. <laughs> we want to know that as well. We want to know. Wait, 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 um, wait. I, I just got to stop you there. Wait, you don't know either? No, we don't know. There are so many things that are not being disclosed like, for example, who's holding the private, everything that you just mentioned, who's holding the private keys to these Bitcoin that are being bought. Also, what's the criteria for saying, oh, today we're going to buy more Bitcoin or we're going to wait till next month? We, we don't know that. There's so many things that haven't been disclosed, such as what are the criteria for, for choosing the providers for the Chivo wallet? All these answers are being demanded by by Salvadorians and, and we're not getting responses yet. So we expect that the government comments on this and explains the population, like where are these Bitcoin being stored? Are they planning on purchasing more? Or is this something that you get the idea and say, hey, I think the market's gonna go down and we want to buy more. Like how, what is, what's, what is this process? Who, who is controlling this? Who is overseeing this? In, in, am I wrong by saying that this looks shady? Now, I mean, this is something that, okay, the reason why I'm saying this is, is like, look, Bitcoin is about transparency. Bitcoin is about, Bitcoin ushered in and blockchain ushers in different ways of governance and transparency that allows uh, the people to have more control, uh, the government to have more transparency over funds and finances and the economy. And yet the op opaqueness of this whole process seems like it's purposely being manipulative and shady. Am I wrong with that? Um, what a difficult question. I don't know if it's something that's intentionally been shady. And I completely agree with everything you say. Like in Bitcoin, we stand for transparency. We stand for people having control of their own money and, and financial empowerment. Um, 
I don't know if this is part of the learning learning curve that they have to experience. I don't know if they are still figuring out how we how how will they communicate this uh, all these decisions that they're making and the criteria, or they're purposely not sharing the information. I wouldn't be able to tell. What I would expect and hope is that in the next weeks we will be receiving more information on on all the doubts that we as Salvadorians have. Okay, so my last question, actually, I, I lied to you that this wasn't the last question. I, here's more of a statement. I want your opinion. And this is a statement question, then your opinion. Um, if this turns out to be a fraud, because look, the fact that we don't know who holds the private keys of this Bitcoin is super, super red flag. If this seems to be or turns out to be a big bamboozle, rug pull, a fraud, a scam by the president or some people within the government, what do you think this would do to Bitcoin? Because the Bitcoin ra- community rallied up with uh, the president. We are supporting this you know, uh, movement, this experiment, if you will. Um, Bitcoin in the crypto space is always under scrutiny because of the crappy scams and rug pulls and you know, very easy ways to, to fraud people out of money. If this is done on a national level, I think that this will usher in a new era of Bitcoin uh, scrutiny and regulation and the clampdown from governments all over the world that we have never seen before. This could be the, the domino that topples every government to make the, 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 the push to really come down on Bitcoin. What do you think would happen? If um, this turned out to be what you said, it would be a disaster, a total disaster. And I'm, I'm the person that believes that Bitcoin doesn't need a government. It just needs the government not stepping in to, to block what the technology already does. The fact that El Salvador has taken the lead and has chosen to adopt it as legal tender, it are steps in the right, right direction with the right legal framework because it gives what the crypto community has been lacking for so long, which is certainty. We all want countries or establishing countries or start your company where you have very clear clear guidelines and you know that the government won't be changing from day to day, which is what's happening in many countries right now. Or with China today banning cryptocurrency, Bitcoin once again. Once again. (laughs) Yes. Who cares? Um, But I think this would be very key in terms of are other countries going to follow back and make something big out of Bitcoin and adopt it and encourage innovation? Or are countries going to use this as an excuse on why it won't work in their countries as well? We are in a moment which we have the, all the eyes of the world on us. We have also, um, El Salvador needs to get it right. For me, there's no uh, space or to, to make wrong calls on this. And we need to be transparent because also the cryptocurrency community cares about these principles. And if the government is showing something that's completely separate from the Bitcoin, the ideas of Bitcoin, then you're not going to have the Bitcoin community supporting you, which is what we've got so far all this time. We have people sharing about El Salvador, people looking for real estate in El Salvador, people looking to establish their companies here, hire local talent. So you, we have all the crypto community pushing for us to make this right. 
people coming to El Salvador and flying and actually saying, what can I do? How can we help? And to me, this is extraordinary. What I, I have never seen a community which is motivated to help others as a crypto community and, and to make a, a better a change for better for the whole world. And I've, I've seen it. I've, I've not met people who actually heard about El Salvador adopting Bitcoin and they saying, hey, I just came and I want to meet where, where Bitcoin BG is and all these things happening and they want to help programming or marketing or helping the community and the programs that they have. But if the government shows that they don't want transparency or this is turning to be a little bit um, shady, shady, it's going to be a big hit. And you, we will have all the people upset with El Salvador because, you know, we we kind of unintentional, I don't know, with intention or, or not, but we tricked them and we got all the support. And now they're, the community is going to have a, a bigger issue trying to make other countries adopt it if this has been a failure already. Well, this would be well, the please, example that we will use. Well, please uh, tell President Bukele that uh, this is very important, that he needs to get it right. Novia Serrano, head of operations at Block Bank in El Salvador. Thank you very much for coming on the show and talking about the real situation. Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. If you have any comments on anything that was on the show, email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. I always like to read your emails on air so other people can hear your comments to hear my comments about your comments, and then we could have a discussion via a podcast. Remember to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.